Hello, and welcome to The Dad Train, where we explore ideas and strategies on how to be a better man, a better partner, and a better dad. I'm your host, Scott Davison. I hope you enjoy this episode and learn something new. Hello, and welcome to episode 45 of The Dad Train Podcast. Today's episode is a solo episode, it's just me, and because of that, I'll be keeping it short. This is the third in a three-part mini-series on life lessons, and the theme of this series is that there are always lessons to be learned from different people and different experiences. So in episode 43, we spoke with Kane Briscoe, who's a dairy farmer from New Zealand, and he shared some of the valuable lessons that he has learned from living and working on the land. Then in episode 44, we heard from digital marketing guru and online entrepreneur Eric Sue, who had spent much of his youth and early adult years playing high-level esports and online poker, and Eric shared some of the lessons he had learned from gaming, which he has now been able to apply to business and other areas of his life. So to round out this little mini-series, what I wanted to do today was share a few valuable lessons that I learned from a recent experience that I went through, um, which was to train and run my first marathon. Now, this was a bit over a year ago now, pre-COVID, when large-scale public events were still a thing. And the way it came about, I was turning 42 that year. So I decided it was a good idea to run a 42 kilometer marathon for the first, first and maybe only time. And to be honest, it was a bit of a joke at first. I did not really think it uh, through all that well. But once I announced it, and then, then my brother decided he was going to join me, then suddenly it became a real thing. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, uh, I may as well do it properly. So that started a six-month training program, which culminated in us both running the Melbourne Marathon together. And it turned out to be one of the best and the most rewarding things that I've ever done. Now, at the time, I wrote an article for the Dad Train blog sharing some of the lessons I had learned from that experience. And I'll put a link to that article in the show notes for those who want to check it out. It's still one of the most popular articles on the blog, actually. And in that article, I shared a total of 12 valuable life lessons that I learned from running a marathon. But for today, for this podcast, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to pick three of those lessons and talk a little bit about them. Now, again, if you want to read that full article, please see the link in the show notes or you can go to thedadtrain.com slash 45. Okay, so here we go. Three life lessons from running a marathon. So the first one is this. A goal without a plan is just a wish. Now, that's not my phrase, by the way. It's a reasonably well-known saying. And like many famous quotes, its its original author is still disputed. But I've borrowed it for, the, for this purpose. Because in the case of a marathon, and indeed in many areas of life, I think this is very true. It's one thing to set yourself a goal, but you're unlikely to achieve that goal unless you have a plan and a process to do so. Now, when running a marathon, 
it's your training plan that provides this process. And there are lots of different training plans available. They, they vary based on your fitness level, the amount of time you can commit and, and the result that you're aiming to get. But the key is to choose a plan that you're going to be able to stick to. And then you just build up slowly, but consistently. You can't go from zero to hero in one day. It takes time and persistence. But as I say, you definitely need a plan. Now, I had done plenty of casual running in the past prior to this, and I'd often just go out for a jog for a couple of times a week maybe, but there was never much structure to it. I'd just go and run for you know, 20 or 30 minutes and then stop. However, running a marathon was very different. Um, the training plan follows a system. Each of the individual runs has a specific purpose, some are longer runs um, designed to build up your endurance. Some are faster runs to build speed and, and others are recovery runs. Um, but they're each designed to complement each other and they work together to get you towards your end goal. So if you are running a marathon, definitely start your training early. Um, ideally, I think allow at least six months and, and set yourself a target. And also work out how much time you have available to commit and then choose a training plan that suits your situation. But once you have that plan, just be consistent and follow the process. And I think this is the same with anything in life. Having a goal is important, but what's more important is to have a process to get you there. And even more importantly, you need to take consistent action towards that goal. Now, that ties in nicely to the second life lesson I wanted to share, which is this one. Small steps will get you there faster. In the running world, there's a metric they use, uh, which is called cadence. And it's essentially the number of steps that you take per minute. You can think of it a bit like the gears on a bike. And a common mistake that many rookie runners make, including myself, is to take bigger strides uh, in an attempt to go faster. However, what I learned um, pretty early on is that shortening your stride and increasing your cadence, not only do you go faster, you can also conserve your energy and you can prevent many of the more common injuries. It's interesting, isn't it? Small steps work more effectively over the long run. And it reminds me of this quote from James Clear, which is, when making plans, think big. When making progress, think small. So those are both two really important lessons that apply to any big goal in life. Firstly, have a plan and a process to get you there, ideally something that you can measure, and then break it down into small individual steps that gradually move you towards your goal. And then you just put your faith in the process. And finally, the third really important lesson that I learned was the importance of taking rest days. Now, even the most intense marathon training programs, they include at least two rest days a week. And the serious runners, they take these rest days very seriously. They consider the rest days of equal or even greater importance to the training days. And on these days, they try to remain as inactive as possible and avoid doing anything strenuous because they've learned that a day of total rest 
delivers better results than a day of partial rest or yet another day of training. It lets your body recover, um, your mind recover, and you recover completely so that you can go even harder the following week. And I think this was a really important reminder for me. Sometimes we think that hard work and grind is what's important for success, and we, we might boast about long work hours or lack of sleep like it's a badge of honour. But the reality is, by taking some time off and recharging, you actually get a better result in the end. So take that vacation, leave the office on time, um, go and get a good night's sleep. Just make sure you switch off completely. By doing this, you'll come back stronger and you'll be more creative, you'll be more efficient and more productive as a result. So... There you go. That's a sample of the 12 life lessons that I learned from running my first marathon. So to recap, what we've covered today is firstly, have a goal. Uh, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Secondly, small steps will get you there faster. And then thirdly, make sure you take breaks because it will actually improve your performance. Now, as I say, it wasn't necessarily a lifelong dream to run a marathon. It was just something that kind of evolved, but it turned out to be one of the most rewarding and, and strangely enjoyable things I've ever done. So if you are thinking of doing something similar, then I encourage you to do so. Again, if you want to read the full article, including the other nine lessons I learned, please visit thedadtrain.com slash 45. And to listen to those previous two episodes in this series, either just keep listening now and it should just roll into them automatically on most podcast players, or you can follow the links in the show notes to episodes 43 and 44. I'll be back to the normal format for the next episode where I'll be interviewing a new guest about a new topic. Um, it's worth saying that right now, due to the arrival of our second baby and also me starting a new job recently. Things are a bit busy at home, uh, as you can probably imagine. So for the time being, I'm going to be publishing a new podcast episode every two weeks. So episode 46, that's going to go live a fortnight from now. But if you're wanting to get your weekly fix of the dad train, then please feel free to go back and browse any of the previous 45 episodes, which are all available at thedadtrain.com slash podcast. Okay, that's it for today. As always, thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate you listening to the show. And until next time, good luck on your journey to be a better man, a better partner, and a better dad. I'm Scott Davison, and you've been listening to The Dad Train.